The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with me, just a regular guy, talking about all the things I love, such as comics, movies, television, music, and books. So yeah, proceed at your own risk. Welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Steven, and today we're going to go back 34 years to November of 1985. We're talking about Captain America number 311 from Marvel Comics. This issue is entitled Working. This was written by Mark Grunewald with pencils by Paul Neary, inks by Dennis Janke, letters by Diana Albers, Colors by Ken Fedunowitz. The editor was Mike Carlin. And our editor-in-chief was Big Jim Shooter. So this is, uh, yeah, this is part of Mark Grunewald's run on Captain America. And I remember it fondly. This is around the time when I started really getting into comic books. I dabbled here and there. My brother had been getting some comic books. My dad had taken us to a comic book store at one point. I'd been reading some of the stuff that my brother would buy. He he would allow me to read some of his stuff. But then I was able to get a subscription to uh, two different titles for Marvel Comics, G.I. Joe and Captain America. And this is during that subscription. When I was getting these comics in the mail, this would have been one of those issues. And it was during Mark Grunewald's run. Now... I wanted to focus primarily on this because I've read a number of them so far. They're all out of this Captain America epic trade collection. But I wanted to focus on this one because the three big things, well, there were four big things that I remember coming out of his run on Captain America, or at least this era of Captain America. And three of them we get here in this in this issue. One, they've been setting up for a number of issues. That's the formation of the Serpent Society. We'll talk about that in a minute. The next one, they started setting up in the previous issue, and that is Steve Rogers, who is an artist. He had been working for an advertising agency. He'd been a freelance artist doing work for an advertising agency. He eventually goes to work for Marvel Comics, drawing... Captain America and we see this come into place in this in this issue here. The third thing they barely touch on it here. We're just getting the the beginning of of them setting it up here. And I don't remember I don't because they barely touch on it here. I don't remember if my memory is 100% correct or not. But I feel like based on what I read in this issue that at some point Cap starts like a 1-800 number or something so that people across the country, if they need him, they can call him. And if he's able to help them, he will. Now, the fourth big thing that comes out of this era is Captain America. He stops becoming, he stops being Captain America. He quits and he becomes the agent. We're not going to, we don't see that yet. I just started reading uh, The Armor Wars. I have that trade. It's, a, it's an Iron Man storyline from around this time. And I got to maybe the third chapter, the third issue into it, and it 
has Agent, Captain America as Agent in it. So I've stopped reading that. I want to get caught up in Captain America first. So we're going to be talking a lot about the, the armor wars at some point in the future, probably, probably next year. That sounds like a long time, doesn't it? But it's, that's just a little over a month away. Anyway, so let me tell you about this issue. So we've got the formation of the Serpent Society. We, well, we start out in the hospital. Captain America is there to visit. Now I can't remember his name. The uh, it may be the constrictor. It's it's a a serpent based villain. So in the previous issue, a dude calling himself I think it was the Sidewinder. He gets he's been gathering together all these serpent snake themed villains. And in the last issue, he gives them their pitch. He gets them all together and he says, "All right, look, this is what I want to do." Think about this. We've got the Avengers. We've got Fantastic Four. We have these teams of heroes. We need to do that for the villains. We need to form. Basically, he wants to start a union of serpent-themed villains called the Serpent Society. They will be available to uh, hire out as mercenaries. They will They will split everything that they receive. They'll help each other out. If any of them go to jail, Sidewinder can uh, like teleport them out of jail, all this stuff. Well, Constrictor, if that's the guy, now I'm just, I'm really upset. I'm pretty sure it's Constrictor. He sits through the whole thing and he tells them no. He doesn't, he doesn't want any part of it. He leaves the meeting and the first thing he does is he calls the Avengers and he turns them in because he doesn't want them taking jobs away from him. Well, Captain America gets the, gets the call, gets the message, and he goes to check it, check it out. And anyway, it becomes a whole thing. It was all last issue. But in retaliation, one of the 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 serpent villains, I think, I think it was Anaconda. I think that's her name. She's a big strong girl and her her arms stretch out. And uh anyway, she she meets Constrictor in this back alley and she beats him nearly to death. So we start out in this issue Captain America is is talking to him in the hospital. He wants to know what happened. He thinks he knows. He thinks he knows who did this, but he wants to hear it from Constrictor. And Constrictor's like, "No way! I'm not. I'm not talking, man. I I don't know what you're talking about." And so Cap leaves. A nurse comes in and she says, "It's time for his medicine." And Cap leaves. Well, the nurse is not a nurse. As soon as Cap's out of the room, she pulls out a gun and says that she is the scourge of villains everywhere, and she shoots him. She misses, she shoots him in the shoulder, and this actually, so when I was talking at the beginning of the episode, the things that Mark Grunewald set up and, and uh, how they, a lot of them really are, they're in this issue. I, I forgot about one, and it's this one here. It's the Scourge of the Underworld, and it's a, a character that Mark Grunewald created to kill off a lot of the villains that weren't really doing much of anything at the time to you know to 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 get them out of the rotation to they were cluttering things up and if i if if i remember correct i mean he hasn't shown up he or she has not shown up so far in the the captain america comics i've been reading and i've been reading at least a couple of years worth at this point so this is the the first appearance of the scourge as far as i know unless scourge shows up in in some other title but that is another thing that I remember from this this era, from this Mark Grunewald run. So you've got a lot of, of that stuff kind of culminating in this one issue. So Cap can't go chase after 
this this woman that shot constrictor because he's bleeding to death and he has to apply pressure to his wound until like the the emergency medical team can come in and once they're there then cap can leave and he he, he doesn't find her what he ends up finding is a nurse's uniform and a mask and and all this stuff and and uh he realizes that it was all a disguise so he kind of dismisses it because he's got a big appointment that he has to go to. And this is, he, he's going to the Marvel offices to meet with an editor. And the editor's name is Mike. Now we have to assume that that's Mike Carlin who edited this issue. And Mike tells him that he got his, he got his portfolio and he really loved it. And he couldn't believe how dynamic it was. And, and uh, he really needs someone on Captain America because Captain America is not, it's not selling well. And Steve, Steve's like, well, I, I just assumed Captain America would be popular. And the guy says, well, he is, but the team we had on the book wasn't really, they took it in a different direction. And so we want to we wanna revitalize Captain America, and we think that your artwork will work nicely on it. And Cap's like, you know, Steve, Cap, Steve Rogers, he's, he's, he's in. He's ready to go. And so they give him a script, and they say, you have, you know, I, we need this done whenever. And so he leaves to go, well... Actually, okay, so <laughs> this kind of sets up the whole point of the issue. While he's there, the guy he says, "Okay, let me go get the script. Here's some uh, here's some letters that we've received about the book. If you want to look through them, and the first one that he reads is written by a little boy, apparently, that says that he thinks that there is a monster of some sort living in his neighbor's barn, and he has he. This is the only way he knows of." to try to get a hold of Captain America because he's very much afraid and he's afraid for his neighbors because of this monster he says is living in this barn. So when Cap gets home and he's he's working on the book and and his girlfriend Bernie is there and they're talking about stuff, well, he mentions this letter to Bernie and he says, I, I'm not sure what to do about this. And she says, duh, why don't you call the kid? And so he does. And this is somewhere in Ohio, think, and he, I think, and he he jumps on a, a Quinjet. He gets a Quinjet from the Avengers, and he flies over there, and he meets the boy and his dad at the airport, and uh, they take him out to this barn, and it's it's dark at this point, and and Cap says, "All right, I'm going to go check out this barn. You guys stay here. I'm going to go check it out." And he goes in, and uh, sitting in the barn, well, he he goes into the barn. There doesn't seem to be anything there, and suddenly this creature bursts out from a pile of hay bales and it's the thinker's awesome android and he looks like he's made out of clay he's this big thing with the square head and square fists and he's completely gray and he's wearing blue trunks that's 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 it that's the awesome android picture that made out of clay that's that's what he looks like so they fight for a bit and it knocks captain america out of the out of the barn and cap gets up and He's thinking in his head about you know this this creature. He describes it at one point as ha- being a uh, the the strength class of the thing. Well, he realizes that the android doesn't chase him out of the barn. As soon as Cap's out of the barn, the uh, the android just leaves him. He just stays in the barn. And so Cap goes and he tells the father and son. He says, "All right, look, there is something in there. I need to go in and take care of it. I need you guys to go get in the car. If I'm not back in thirty minutes." Call the Avengers and use the code Antwerp. They'll know what it means and they'll send somebody right away. So he goes back in the barn. He's fighting the thing again for a bit. Again, he gets knocked out of the barn. The thing doesn't chase him and he realizes that it's in there guarding something. He has to figure out what it's guarding. And so 
he as he's fighting it he's he tricks it into throwing a tractor at him and busting open a big hole in the floor to to reveal a, a sub level you know a basement to the barn he's like ha ha i have discovered the thinker's laboratory and he leaps down there and it's it's nothing it's a place where they keep cows and so then it kind of dawns on him as he's still fighting the thing he realizes that what probably happened is that the thinker it's not guarding anything but itself the thinker basically said hide and don't let anybody find you that's what the cap that's what cap figures and we learn that that is in fact what happened in an, in an, in an issue of rom space night rom did something to the android to make it um grab up the thinker and jump up into the thinker's like airship and the thinker's so upset about it that he kicks the android out and he says you go find a place to hide and you stay there until i come get you and it's been that way for i don't know how long so once cap realizes this he goes he goes back to the boy and his dad and he basically tells him okay here's the thing there is something in there but it's not going to hurt anybody as long as everybody stays out of the barn so let's just leave it the way it is just i'm going to leave it up to you two just keep an eye on the barn at all times make sure nobody goes in if anybody goes into the barn call the avengers and uh, somebody will be here within two hours. And then he leaves. That's how he leaves it. <laughs> so there's this, this big, super strong, block-headed android in the barn that will kill anybody that goes in there. And Cap just leaves it there. And he leaves these, this, this young boy and his dad with the task of just always watching the barn. They're responsible for not letting... If anybody gets into the barn and gets hurt, they're the ones who are responsible. That's how Cap leaves it. And I think that's freaking insane. I was expecting at some point for him to say, all right, don't let anybody go in. I'm going to go radio the, the Avengers. I'll have somebody come out and uh, we'll have Thor come out and you know do something about it. Uh, and maybe Thor and Iron Man can come out and deactivate it or something. You know, No, he just... Eh, It'll be all right. Don't worry about it. Don't Just don't let anybody in. Just keep everybody out. And, uh, yeah, you're going to want to watch it at all times because, you know, even at 3 in the morning, if some teenager from town wants to go to the barn and get drunk, they're going to get hurt. So you just can't let that happen. You two are responsible for watching this barn at all times. <laughs> and I just think that's that is like the most unresolved problem that cap walks away from that that i you know nothing else pops it's just nothing else pops into my head as ridiculous as that ever in any cap captain america comic book there's no resolution and he's fine with it he's okay with it he feels good he's going to go home he's going to have a good night's sleep with thinking that he solved this this problem making this poor dad and his kid Watch the barn at all times to make sure nobody goes in and dies. Yay, Cap. Way to go. Now, during this, you know, I mentioned that um, we get some some more of the Serpent Society. So they have their first official meeting. Everybody has has had their tryouts, and they're all in. So he sends them off in teams to go visit various criminal organizations to uh, let them know that they're for hire. And, for example, two of them go to uh, see Wilson Fisk, the kingpin, and take out all of his guards 
and burst into his office and they're just like, hey, we're, uh, we're the Serpent Society. We're super-powered criminals and we can, uh, we can help you out. If you ever need us, we're for hire. You know, obviously the, the muscle you have already, they suck because look at what we did to him. Here's our card. And then they leave and he's like, he's very interested. And then they show another pair of them meeting with AIM and AIM, I think this is how the issue ends. AIM says, okay, we actually have a job for you because there's something we've been trying to do, but none of, none of our people can do it. But maybe with your abilities, you can get it done. And they say, okay, what do you need us to do? And they say, track down our original, you know, the, the guy who started this all, Modoc, and kill him. And that's how the issue ends. Now, the other thing that they sort of barely touched on here is the idea that I feel like eventually Cap is going to institute like a 1-800 number for people to call when they need help. Because as he's flying out to Ohio to meet up with this boy and his dad so he can't help them in any way, he just he's not going to help them. It's not what he does. He just flies out there and lays a giant sack of responsibility across their shoulders and then goes, see ya, gives them a little salute, a little finger gun. There you go, buddies. Captain America at your service. I'm flying back to New York. See ya. As he's flying there, he's thinking to himself, you know, who else across the country needs my help like this? But they don't know how to get a hold of me. If it wasn't been for this letter that I just happened to stumble across by pure dumb luck, I never would have known that this this kid needed my help. Now, I'm not going to provide him with any actual real help because that would be ridiculous. But I feel like there needs to be something for people all across the country because I'm not just Captain America of New York. I'm Captain America of America. And if people need me, they need to be able to get a hold of me. And that's he kind of has that conversation very briefly with himself. And I'm pretty sure the way he solves it is to set up a 1-800 number. Now, hopefully, anybody else who calls him across the country, he goes and actually helps them. He doesn't do what he did to this poor guy and his kid because that's just freaking ridiculous. And you know what else is ridiculous? My show has come to an end. That's the end of the episode, folks. I hope you enjoyed yourself. My name is Steven, and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. Just Another Fanboy is a presentation of the Stephen or Else podcast. Questions and comments can be directed to feedback at stephenorelse.com. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash stephenrorr and get instant access to the My Other Podcast podcast, a weekly show about whatever crawls its way into my tiny little mind just moments before I tap record. You can find me on the World Wide Web at stephenorelse.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram by searching for at Stephen or else. I also encourage you to subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star review, and share this episode with a friend. Just Another Fanboy is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find that over at comicspodcasts.com. All links will be in the show notes. Good job. Ooh.